Hey, this is Life Coach David. Thanks for listening to the Law of Attraction podcast. Happy holidays, everybody. If you're listening to this during the holiday season, I wish you a wonderful, joyous, high vibration holiday. And if you're listening to this any other time of the year, I wish you a wonderful time of year whenever that is. As you know, I'm a certified and very experienced Law of Attraction life coach, and you can find out more about me at lifecoachdavid.com. And my coaching is held over the phone, so it doesn't matter where you live. I have clients all across the U.S. and sometimes other countries as well. And I've also written a few books about the Law of Attraction. One is called Vibratize Your Life, and the other one is called Magnetize Your Life. And you can find those on Amazon. And before I get back into reading from the book, I just wanted to share a fun Law of Attraction story that I just experienced. So we're redoing our powder room in our house, and we were looking at wallpaper samples online. So I ordered a few wallpaper samples, and about a week later, the first one came. And I opened it up, and it was not what I ordered. And I was like, why did they send me this sample? It's not even close to what I ordered. So I left it out, and as the days went on, I kept looking at it. And I thought, well, let me hang it up in the bathroom. So I hung it up in the bathroom, and I kept looking at it, and like, the more I look at it, the more I like it. Yeah, it would kind of go. It would kind of go with the house, the colors. And then the other samples came, and I hung the other samples up. And in the end, we went with the sample that was not supposed to come that we never ordered. And the bathroom is done now, and it looks fantastic. So it's just such a great Law of Attraction story that I was thinking about what wallpaper to use, A wallpaper came I didn't even order, and that's the one we ended up using. (laughs) So I wish I could show you a picture of it. And even though that's a small example, I, I love when things like that happen. It's just little whispers from the universe saying, we hear you, we hear you, more of that's coming your way. It's just a wonderful example. So I invite as many examples of that to come my way because I love attracting what I want, even at first if it's not what I think I want. And then I realized it is what I want. (laughs) So anyway, another fun win I had this past week is I was asked to be a guest speaker on someone else's podcast. And that podcast is super popular. So that'll be a lot of fun. That's going to be sometime in January. And I'll let you know when that is. So if you want, you can listen. And one more win I wanted to share with everyone is that one of my clients shared with me that This is the first Christmas in years that she's actually felt really happy, really high vibration. And she's attributing that to having coaching with me, which is very nice of her, but I'm attributing it to her practicing what we talk about in coaching because she really is starting to master how to control her vibration. And that's why this is the first Christmas in years that she's actually feeling really happy. It's because she's taken action to make that happen. So I'm so happy for her. So now I'm going to continue reading from Money and the Law of Attraction, Learning to Attract Wealth, Health, and Happiness. And hopefully you've been listening to previous podcasts and you know this book really talks a lot more about just money. And it was written by Esther and Jerry Hicks from the teachings of Abraham. And this section is called Others' Physical Evidence Needn't Be My Experience. So Abraham says, As you see physical evidence around you, 
Very often that physical evidence seems more real to you than a thought. You say things to us such as, Abraham, this is really real. This isn't just a thought. As if what is really real and a thought are two separate things. But we want you to remember that the universe does not distinguish between your thoughts of current reality and thoughts of imagined reality. The universe and the law of attraction are simply responding to your thought, real or imagined, current or remembered. Whatever evidence you see around you is nothing more than the manifestation indicator of someone's thought. And there is no reason for what others are creating with their thoughts to cause you to feel frightened or vulnerable. There is no such thing as an unchangeable condition. There is not a physical situation, no matter what the state of negative degeneration, that cannot receive wellness, but it requires an understanding of the law of attraction, the guidance represented by emotion, and a willingness to deliberately focus on things that make you feel good. If you could understand that your body is responding to what you are thinking, and if you could hold your thoughts where you want them to be, all of you would be well. And that's the end of that section. And once again, it goes back to that line, if you deliberately focus on things that make you feel good. So we constantly have to do that because that helps in all areas. And then it continues on where Jerry asks Abraham, so what would be the best thing we could do to either maintain or regain perfect health or to influence others around us toward their perfect health? And Abraham responds, actually, the process for regaining health and maintaining health are one and the same. Focus on more things that feel good. The biggest difference between regaining and maintaining is that it's easier to think good-feeling thoughts when you feel good than when you feel bad. So maintaining health is much easier to do than regaining health. The best way to influence others to good health is to live it. The best way to influence others to sickness is to get sick. We understand that for those who are now in a place where they do not want to be, it sounds very simplistic to just find a better feeling thought. But it is our absolute promise to you that if you were to be determined to improve the way you feel by deliberately choosing thoughts that feel better, you would begin to see immediate improvement in anything that is troubling you. And that's the end of that section. And once again, it goes back to choosing thoughts that make you feel good. So obviously there's a pattern throughout this whole book. And for law of attraction in general, be careful of what you're thinking about. Choose your thoughts wisely because it makes a difference in what you're going to attract. It makes a difference in how you feel. And I think that's the biggest piece of the puzzle. But let's continue on. And the next section is called, I'll relax and sleep myself into well-being. Abraham says, your natural state is one of absolute well-being. You do not have to fight anymore against illness. Just relax into your wellness. Put yourself in your bed tonight, and as you are going to sleep, feel the wonderful comfort of the bed beneath you. Notice how big it is. Notice the pillow beneath your neck. Notice the fabric on your skin. Give your attention to things that feel good. For every moment that you can think about something that feels good, you are cutting the fuel to illness. 
In every moment that you think about something that feels good, you are stopping the illness from going forward. And in every moment that you are thinking about the illness, you are adding a little more fuel to the fire, so to speak. As you are able to accomplish holding your thoughts on something that feels good for even five seconds, then for that five seconds, you will stop fueling your illness. As you accomplish it for 10 seconds, then for 10 seconds, you have stopped fueling the illness. As you think about how good you feel right now, and as you think about your natural state as being a state of wellness, you begin fueling your wellness. Do negative emotions indicate unhealthy thoughts? And Abraham says, As you think thoughts of illness, the reason you feel such negative emotion about it is because that thought is so out of harmony with your greater knowing that you are not resonating with who you really are. The negative emotion that you feel in the form of concern or anger or fear about your illness is your real indicator that you have put a very strong restriction on the flow of energy between you and who you really are. Your wellness comes forth as you allow the full flow of non-physical energy from your inner being. And so, as you think, I am well, or I am becoming well, or I am whole, it is my natural state to be well, those thoughts vibrate in a place that is in harmony with that which your inner being knows to be, and you receive the full benefit of the thought energy that comes forth from your inner being. Every thought vibrates, and so focus on thoughts that make you feel good, which will attract others and others and others and others, until your vibrational frequency will raise to the place that your inner being can fully envelop you. And then you will be in the place of well-being, and your physical apparatus will catch up very quickly. It is our absolute promise to you. You may begin to watch for dramatic physical evidence of your recovery, for it is law. And that's the end of that section. And it just goes back to like attracts like. That's one of my favorite definitions of the law of attraction. You know, like energy attracts like energy, but the same is true of our thoughts. Like thoughts attract like thoughts. So the more you focus on wellness, the more thoughts are going to come in that match that. And the same is true in reverse. The more you think about how you're not feeling good and sickness and what if that and what if that, the more thoughts are going to come in in that way. So why not choose to focus on wellness, knowing that and knowing how important it is to your overall health? And the next question is very interesting. To what degree can I control my body? Jerry asks, well, this subject is perspectives of health, weight, and mind. How can I get there and stay there? I see an absolutely overwhelming number of people who are concerned about the state of their weight and their physical and mental health. And because of the amount of attention to physical health failures, I understand why people are concerned. As a kid, I had the good fortune somehow of realizing that I was in control of my body. I recall when I was about nine years old going to the country fair carnival where two professional fighters would take on all comers. In other words, any of the farmers around there could pay to get in the boxing ring and fight them. And if the farmers could beat those professional fighters, they'd win money. But the farmers always got beaten to a pulp. 
I remember standing in this little canvas tent lit by kerosene or gas lamps, and I can recall watching the lights flickering on the sweating back of the professional fighter, and I was just absolutely entranced with the fact that his backbone was hidden between two beautiful muscles running down his back, whereas mine was more like our Arkansas State mascot, the Razorback Hog. <laughs> in other words, my backbone stuck way out and had no muscles around it, while his was beautifully embedded where I couldn't even see it. I so enjoyed observing these beautiful back muscles. I really appreciated what I saw that day. And within about eight years, the muscles on my back did look like that. And so from that experience, I realized that I could create my physical body. As a result of the extreme ill health that I experienced as a child, I learned somehow to be able to control my own health. I experimented with doctors a few times, but their diagnosis and treatment were mostly always wrong. And so it didn't take me long to realize that I'd be better off staying away from the doctors because I couldn't find one I could count on to be right. They were nearly always wrong when it came to helping me. So I decided I'd be better off just handling my own body. But I still find myself thinking a little bit about how my body is going to hold up and what my future condition is going to be. Will I be able to, as I say, maintain this perfect state of weight, health, and mind? I feel I'm there now, but I'm at a point of sometimes wondering, will I be able to always stay there? And so, I'd like you to address that general subject. And Abraham responds, We are appreciating the combination of words that you have put there, for your body and your mind are forever connected. Your body is responding to your thoughts continually. In fact, to nothing else. Your body is absolutely a pure reflection of the way you think. There is nothing else that is affecting your body other than your thoughts. And it is a good thing that, at that early age, you prove to yourself that you did have some control over your body. When you consciously acknowledge the absolute correlation between what you are thinking and what you are getting, you can then eventually, under all conditions, control your own experience. And that is required for you to get only what you want versus getting some of what you do not want, is to recognize that the control that you seek, you already have, and then to deliberately think about things that you want to experience. Thoughts of decline always feel bad because you don't want to decline. So utilize your guidance and choose good feeling thoughts and you will have no reason to worry about moving through time. Really, it's simply a matter of making the decision. I want to acknowledge that I have the only and the absolute control of my own physical apparatus. I acknowledge that I am as a result of the thoughts I think. The day you were born, you possess knowledge, not hope or desire, but deep understanding that your basis is absolute freedom, that your quest is joy, and that the result of your life experience would be growth. And you knew that you are perfect and still reaching out for even more perfection. Can we consciously grow new muscle and bone? Jerry asks, I consciously, deliberately added muscle to my body in my early years because I wanted to. But can we consciously affect our bones as well? Abraham responds, You can, in the same way. 
The difference is that the current belief about the muscle is already there. The current belief about the bone is not. Jerry responds, That's true. I saw a man who had developed tremendous muscles, and I wanted that. And because many others were doing it, I believed I could too. But I haven't seen bone changed. And Abraham responds, The reason that more things do not change more quickly in your societies today is because most people are giving their attention predominantly to what is. In order to effect change, you must look beyond what is. It slows you down tremendously if you need to see evidence of something before you believe it. Because that means you have to wait for someone else to create it before you can believe it. But when you understand that the universe and the law of attraction will respond to your imagined idea as quickly as it responds to an observed idea, then you can move quickly into new creations without having to wait for someone to accomplish it first. So Jerry responds, So the challenge is being that pioneer, the first one out. And then Abraham responds, The leading edge requires vision and positive expectation, but it's really where the most powerful exhilaration is. To be in a state of desire and to have no doubt is the most satisfying experience possible. But to want something and not believe in your ability to achieve it does not feel good. When you think only of what you desire, without constant contradictions that are filled with doubt or disbelief, the universal response to your desire comes quickly, and in time you begin to feel the power of your deliberate thought. But that kind of pure thought takes practice, and it requires that you spend less time observing what is, and more time visualizing what you would like to experience. In order to tell the new and improved story about your physical experience, you must spend time thinking and speaking about the experience you would like to live. The most powerful thing you can do, and the thing that will give you much greater leverage than any action, is to spend time every day visualizing your life as you want it to be. We encourage that you get to a quiet and private environment for 15 minutes every day where you can close your eyes and imagine your body, your environment, your relationships, and your life in ways that please you. What has been has nothing to do with what will be, and what others experience has nothing to do with your experience. But you must find a way to separate yourself from all of that, from the past and from the others, in order to be what you want to be. And that's the end of that section. And that's fantastic. And it's just another great reminder that we have to spend time focusing more on what we want than on what is. Especially if what is isn't what you want. And it can be challenging sometimes because we're experiencing what is. So you can think to yourself, what do you mean think about what I want? This thing is going on right now. But based on what I just read and what we know, we have to focus more on what we want so that what we want becomes our what is. And once you kind of really get that, it makes it easier to do it and to trust it. So please do that. If you're listening to this, spend some time every day thinking about all areas of your life and how you want them to be. And feel how wonderful it would be if your life was exactly as you want it to be. Spend time there so you can attract that. 
So your what you want will become your what is in all areas of your life. So I read some very powerful words today. As I usually suggest, maybe listen to this again and really put into practice some of what they're talking about so that you can experience an improved life. Because once you live your life from a law of attraction point of view, it really can only get better. So thanks for listening to this podcast. If you want some help from me to get yourself into a place where you know how to focus more on what you want, where you know how to keep your vibration higher deliberately, please contact me for coaching because it really works. You can reach me through lifecoachdavid.com. You can email me at david at lifecoachdavid.com. And I celebrate you and applaud you for not only listening to this podcast, but for trying to improve your life. Because I'm assuming anyone listening to this is doing that. And I'm sure you've listened to other Law of Attraction videos and podcasts and read books. And it's just such a wonderful journey to be on. So congratulations. I applaud you. And as I always like to say, choose to have a high vibration day. 